Hello and welcome to ABW Live. That was Arsenal nil, Man City one. And with me this lovely sunny afternoon, kind of, is John again. John, it's a lovely top you're wearing there. Talk about that for a while. Yes, yeah, lovely, lovely Inter Milan top I'm wearing from. It's from a very long time ago, so it's a little bit tight these days. Uh, it's not. It's not as. Um, I used to look a lot better in it. I've realised though that I've got the beard and the haircut, so I'm apparently the white Lukaku. It was amazing today. Just yeah, talk about the Inter Milan game. That's much better. Ah, oh, yet another game where where they've they've just been fantastic. We're going to win the league, aren't we? Oh, see, don't say that. No, we're going to throw it away. We always do. But we can enjoy it whilst it lasts. Have <laughs> uh, you got a name on the back of it? I do not have a name on the back of this. I do have one somewhere in that wardrobe hiding there. And I'm ashamed to say I've got one with... I've got an Icardi one, which I think was where the white one with the dragon on. And, oh, he's, um, he's okay. He's fine. But I have got one with Renoshia on the back of it. I don't even know, remember that name. Yeah, I'm not very proud of that one. Yeah, that was embarrassing. There we go. Who was he? Renoshia, the centre-back. Um, he was captain for a while, yeah. No, maybe he it's was... one of those ones where I was doing a quiz and I didn't know who um, Jimenez was. And then I realised, because I say Jimenez. Oh, well, there you go. I had no idea. <laughs> Oh, right, do you want to, while I go and get the links, do you want to say hello to the people and uh, yes. get going? Let's say hello to the people in the chat. So, Phil Macker, snooze fest over. Indeed it is. It was not an enjoyable game to watch. Uh, Mr. Waffle, Stephen Barr, Stevie, Julian Salmon, and 235100, uh, Abhishek Van sorry, probably butchered your name, Supercalifragilistic XB Arsidocious, as well, uh, Stephen Edwards, uh, Jimmy H. Fake 2, Hambo Gumble, Dave Cox. Hello, 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 everyone. Um, I'm sure you're probably half asleep. Um, Martin Gilmore as well. Hello. Because um, I know I was half asleep watching that. It was not great. Yeah. You weren't up till half six this morning playing Valheim. I was. No. I need all the help I can get. <laughs> like, you know, that was. And I suppose if there was some. Um, positive signs from it. The fact that they are the best team in the country, maybe even the world at the moment, because most other teams are rubbish other than the mighty Inter. Mm-hmm. And I think at times we dominated the game, especially uh, the, the, the last 20 minutes of the first half. And then yeah. no matter what they threw at us, we managed to uh, to to, uh, to survive, which is really important. So, uh, yeah, lineups. We did a preview show yesterday, which quite a, load of pe- quite a lot of people have watched. And listen to because we're now putting them on iTunes. It's only twelve minutes, so um, that was good. Well, I've put here a lot. I've I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. I've got eight notes for the entire game. I'm <laughs> amazed such... you even took notes because <laughs> honestly, I was just like, oh, or well, three my... of them are subs. Oh, I was, <laughs> I was, I was like, my, my notes. My notes for the game in my head was they're quite good at keeping the ball, aren't they? Oh, oh. cool. Yeah, we can't get it. <laughs> So uh, the lineups. We were saying last night that um, we both would have gone for a full strength team, but then Arteta's yeah. made uh, quite a few changes. Changed both the centre backs, um, brought in El Nenny in midfield, which is which is something that he'll get grief for, mm. and uh, started Pepe again. But Pepe and Saka, run the, for me, were on the wrong sides. Because what was your um, about the lineups and the match expectations? Yeah, I mean it wasn't far off. 
Um, so my predicted lineup, I think I had uh, Aubameyang playing wide and Lacazette up front instead of Pepe. And I think I had Ceballos next to Xhaka. The centre-backs, I think I had Holding and Gabriel. But um, our Simon, if you don't follow him, Simon Collins on Twitter, he's, an actual, he's a real journalist who knows what he's talking about. He's talking about how Louise and Gabriel have seemed to have got a good understanding and Mari and Holding have. And I think besides the start of the game, he actually saw that today. Um, so I wasn't against the, the changes too much. I think the thinking for me with Saka on the left side rather than the right was probably down to the fact that Cancelo has been one of Man City's best outlets and he was hoping that Saka would help Tierney at left-back with um, dealing with not just Mares but Cancelo as well, which didn't actually work out in the first sort of 20-odd minutes of the game because um, Pepe isn't going to offer you as much defensively. So I'm guessing that was his thinking for it and Aubameyang up front was more of a case of they're going to have a lot of the ball. If we're going to get a goal, it's going to be on the break uh, and he's quicker than Lacazette. So I wasn't disappointed with the lineup. You've got to think about Benfica. This game is not a throwaway, but um, it's almost the case of most people expected us to lose. I think if you said to anyone, we'd take a draw, like, would you take a draw before the game? Everyone would have snapped your hand off. So it was kind kind of like a semi-toss away game and Benfica one's more important because if we're going to do anything this season, it's in the Europa League. Um, but... Like we didn't, well, okay. For sixty minutes of the game, we didn't embarrass ourselves. For the first thirty, and particularly the first ten, that was like, oh, uh, just really embarrassing. And it was like watching, I don't know, like the Harlem Globetrotters against toddlers or something. It was shocking. It was um, the last, the last few games that we've had in the league. We've either failed to score in the first minute or two, thirty-nine seconds for one of them, one and a half minutes for the next one. And then this one, Bellerin. Uh, Bellerin was just a try. I'm not going to. I'm not having a go at Bellerin because there's plenty of people out there that will have a go at Bellerin. You go out there and you try and do better because you won't do better than Bellerin. Uh, so, but he was just turned inside out. It looks like are they not warmed up properly? Are they not mentally ready for it? For, but for that to be a carbon copy of exactly what happened 30 seconds before that, for the same thing to come and happen again. And if you look look at the replay of the goal, Bellerin is trying to catch up with him, and then he stands there. And then Bellerin goes, no, it goes like that. Doesn't even jump. And he's thinking, well, you've got to make some kind of effort on him, even if it's going to push him when he's, when he's in the air to, to knock him off balance. But hold, you can't really blame holding for that too much because apart from the fact that he let the bloke get behind him. Uh, but this is Sterling we're talking about. He's a world-class foot, uh, attacker. And he knew to not, not come between Sterling and not to come between Mari and uh, Holding, that if he did that, then he, he was, wouldn't have got anywhere. But to come behind Holding and then know that Bellerin isn't going to be able to do jump, and that's not really his job to do the, the jumping and stuff like that, I suppose he could say, is it to get the tackles in and go and do stuff up and down the right-hand side. But to just to look at that and you think... Yeah, I, I mean, said, before, before that, Sterling had a, a good chance about a minute before within yeah. sort of 30 seconds of the game where he really miscontrolled it and you could see him laughing. But the just the ease with which Man City moved it around the pitch, like John Stone's got no pressure on him. We were clearly set out, either we were set out to or the players were just a bit scared or nervous. I don't really know. They looked a bit tired, to be honest, in the first half. Um, they were sitting very deep. There was no pressure on the centre-backs and John Stone's got all the time in the world to just ping a ball out to Mahrez. Tierney could have done a bit better, maybe trying to block the cross. I don't think he's made the biggest effort, but 
I think they were saying on the commentary that I had, you know, if you're Kieran Tierney and you see Raheem Sterling's the only one in the box and Morris crosses it, you're probably thinking, yeah, send it back to the that. They're, they'll be all right. They'll be fine. <laughs> if it's a low ball whipped in like fast along the ground, it's a bit different. But he's, he's put it up in the air. It's good movement from Sterling, but Holding and Bellerin, just both of them get confused with their positioning, get lost. And it, it's a really good jump fire him and it's a good header. There's nothing Leno can do. It's just rank bad defending. Um, and that, the first, in particular, 10 minutes, Sterling probably should have had a hat-trick, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, you can look back at that. But you're saying about Tierney on the left-hand side. Uh, I think it's shown that he's been out injured for a while because he started off cold and slow, then got really, really good, and then got to about an hour and went, oh, no, and started to slow down again. So I think if that had been a, a Tierney that would have had played four or five games in a row, he probably wouldn't have got that cross in because that was, it was zigzagging and turning him inside out over there. But you know, like you're saying, that, that it's, uh, you would expect that those two would have him. But Sterling's just so good. Yeah, no, he's a he's a fantastic player, and the form City are in at the moment is ridiculous. I mean, you just look at like De Bruyne has come back in, Gundogan's been an amazing run. Then you look at their bench; they've got Foden, who is arguably the best young English player at the moment. It's probably a pretty tight between him and Saka. Um, not just for English young player, just the best young players in Europe. Uh, they've got Jesus on there, Laporte, uh, Carl Walker. I know we don't like him, but we've got Aguero, Rodri, Mendy. Their bench is ridiculous, like the players yeah. that they can bring on. And they're starting 11. The form they're in, it, I had zero expectation in this game. I was hoping we could nick a point, get a dogged 1-0. And to be fair, after 30 minutes of City absolutely dominating it, um, and they were, like, we had no pressure on them at all. They could pass it around with ease. They didn't have to get out of first gear. Um, I think if they were a bit more clinical in their passes or, or the chances they had, it could have been a lot more embarrassing. But after that 30 minutes, we come back into it. And we started to get a bit more joy. Like you said, Tierney came into the game a bit more. Obviously, it took him a little while to warm up. Him and he looked good when he did, though, didn't he? He was yeah, fantastic. Like, he was great getting down that left-hand side. He was getting balls in. Some of them weren't the best. Again, you know, he's been out for a while, so it's going to take him a little, uh, maybe a couple of games to get back to the form he was in. But you still saw shades of it. Saka, again, was probably our best player. Um, they just couldn't deal with him at all. They didn't know how to keep up with his pace. He was winning free kicks. Um, the the issue we had was that the guy they were trying to pass to in the box today, Yang, was... I mean, he may as well have not been on the pitch for the majority of it. He, he really wasn't in the game at all today, was he? Was... Um... You do look at when I was looking, I was thinking, what do they need to do to get him into the game to give him chances? Because for most of the first half, although we say Tierney is fantastic with Saka down that left hand side, a lot of it was the crosses were coming in either into the wrong place, they were going high, or they weren't coming into where, where Bamiang needs it. And we've seen from when he got the hat trick and uh, his recent the game for that, where he got a couple of goals. He needs the ball at his feet and he needs to be able to mm. run at those. So he needs someone in the central midfield to, to pick out a pass that is going to go straight to him or come out wide and give him the uh, the ball on the edge of the box. And so he, he can run at them, which is another thing that I thought with, with Pepe, almost nothing went through Pepe on the right-hand side. I don't know if, uh, if that was Bellerin because Bellerin couldn't get the ball to him or Bellerin realised I can't be, I can't leave that right-back position um, empty because 
normally in the games when the bat when one of the full backs goes forward it'd be Xhaka that drops into the back three tomorrow back two to make a three today I saw it was um it was Elneny that was doing that and maybe Bellerin thought I've been out of position once I can't because it happened later on in the game again he, yeah. he, was, he was left out of position back there and so maybe they're going well Pepe either had the chart the choice of either you run all the way back to right back get it and run the length of the field which he wasn't going to do but when he did get the ball on the right-hand side, I think at times he looked pretty good. And he, do, he does the old, the shimmy-shammy. And, and that was that was uh, confusing them and worrying them for the until he lost the ball, that was. But then on the left-hand side, when it was Saka and Bellary and, and Tierney, they're just crossing the ball in high, wide. You can see the Tierney wasn't quite fit because a couple of them, he just skied them where normally they would be placing them quite well. So if, like they would say, feed, feed the goat and he will score. Nobody was feeding the goat tonight. Not that he is a goat anymore. He's, he's, he's quite well after that first hat-trick. Maybe he is a goat again. But, yeah, what can you do to... Um, the, the only other thing I'd have thought is maybe swap over uh, Pepe and, and uh, Saka and see what they could do like that. I don't know why he didn't do that. Do you have any idea? Again, I think it's down to off the ball... You're, he's less worried about Zinchenko than he is Cancelo uh, at, at, at right back and Saka offers more work going backwards than Pepe does and again that's not me knocking Pepe I was frustrated with him at times today because I, I think he takes one too many touches or doesn't release the ball quick enough and he had maybe one or two chances where he could have passed quicker and maybe we get a half chance like it's not going to be a clear goal scoring opportunity or anything like that but you, you get a, like a sniffer goal at least but his work off the ball, although it's much improved from when he first joined the club, it's not going to be as consistent as Saka's is. Um, so I think that was it. Because, like, I mean, you look at Man City, their whole team is just full of talent. And you've got the right back in Cancelo, who's someone you have to worry about because he can play right back, left back and centre midfield. Like, he's a super mutant footballer and he's not even the best player for them on the pitch. Like, how are you supposed to compete with that? And the, the big issue for me today was the only real complaint is that we started so slowly. Um, like I'm, I'm not expecting us to go out and beat city or anything, but like give them a game. And we, we only really gave them a game for 50, 60 minutes, maybe at a push of, of the full 90, which is the frustration. If, you know, if we'd played um, the way we did from sort of 30, 35 minutes on for the full 90 and we hadn't got anything, I don't think I'd be complaining as much, but it is a bit disappointing and the other big issue as well is if you're playing a team that's that good and in that good a form, everyone has to be playing at their best. And there were a few players today um, who just really weren't on it at all. Now, you're going to be made to look worse when you're playing against a side that good. But I thought Bellerin was off it today. I thought Pepe wasn't really in it. Aubameyang was not in the game. Not all his fault because he's not going to get a lot of the ball, obviously. But he didn't make himself available enough or, for me, he wasn't... Not that he weren't trying, but... Uh, sometimes his pressing seems a little half-hearted. Um, and Elneny, as sort of solid a midfielder as he is, I think he slows things down a little bit too much. And Erdegaard as well today, I thought this game looked a little bit maybe too intense for him. Um, sort of the games he's had previously in Benfica, he seemed to cruise through and look quite comfortable, whereas today was a lot tougher test and he looked a little bit bullied on the pitch. True. Jimmy H in the, the YouTube chat says, early question, the fact Arteta knows all of the City players, why can't he find a way to play to their weakness? Are you assuming, Jimmy, that they have a weakness? Because I don't think they do. Do they? Um, I mean, they obviously do have weaknesses because 
you know, Mares doesn't track back generally. He did it a couple of times today, but he is soft to that, which is why I think you saw Tierney getting so much joy. Cancelo does like to push forward, so that's the side when you're going to get um, a lot of space. Um, the other big weaknesses is you have to. It's very difficult with City because you you kind of go into the game with two options. You either go, well, we're going to play the way we play and just ignore the opposition. I mean, if you do that against City, the way we play and we try to be expansive and pass the ball around and uh, you know and open up gaps, we're probably going to get murdered, and it would have ended up three four nil. Or you try to be sensible, you tight, compact, and try and hit them on the break. And the way we're playing out the back, try and pull them on for you and find that one pass that cuts through and takes three or four players out. The issue is just that the team is so good that it's so difficult to do it and pull it off. I did get frustrated a lot with the long balls that we were playing because I think John Stones and Diaz are just going to mop them up all day. They're both in amazing form. Um, Jesus, like John Stones is a totally different player now from when they first signed him. Do you remember how bad he was when he first turned up at and even after a while, they were trying to get rid of him, yeah. trying to loan him out. They've got a hater there, John. Christian I've got a hater. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shocking. Christian, that's, it's terrible. It's, it's fine. I appreciate it. Not everyone enjoys Inter. That's that's fine with me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I just, I just thought we, we took too long on the ball today. Xhaka, I thought, was okay. But you can see he's better with someone around him who will... Not that Elneny doesn't move but gives Jacker an easier option to allow him either to go find space himself to then make a pass or when they receive the ball, they will turn with it and then pass with it. Sobias does it. Uh, Party does it. And then he tends to play the way he's facing, which is, that's fine. But against Man City, sometimes you've got to be brave and, and you know, play a forward pass, yeah, which I think Erdegaard struggled with today because he did not get a lot of the ball at all. I think if Sabias starts the game or Party's playing, Erdegaard's going to get on the ball more and be able to affect the game a little bit more. Uh, Roddy's move or Roddy's move, Roddy's smooth. I don't. Know, it's one of the two. You need you need an underscore there, Roddy. He says, "Why does Bellerin play? He can't defend. He offers nothing going forward. It's like when he receives the ball, his brain goes dead." Is that a bit harsh? Uh, <laughs> he wasn't great today. That's fair to say. Um, I was talking to my friend and he was asking why Cedric didn't start today, which uh, I'm that not sure. my choice. Yeah, you did in the, in the, um, mm. in the previous show, you picked Cedric. Um, I don't think there's a lot between the two of them, to be perfectly honest. I think if you're playing as a traditional right back, like old style right back, where you just get, you defend, you get up and down the pitch and you just put crosses in, then I think Cedric's probably the better player. But if you play uh, the way that Arteta likes to play and you have to carry the ball inside, I actually think Bellerin's a little bit better than uh, than Cedric on that in those where he takes up those almost central midfield positions like you saw City have done uh, under Pep with the likes of Carl Walker and stuff. Um, so I think that's why. I also think that it's uh, a consistency thing as well. You try not to change too many players in your back line. Um, you know, you've already swapped two of the centre-backs uh, which is going to disrupt it to a certain amount. You swap to midfielder in front of them as well. It, it's going to be difficult. The, the problem is that Hector and Pepe don't seem to have any understanding at all. So that right side for us was just useless. There was nothing there at all. Nothing was going to happen down that side. Thunder's put here in the chat. If you swapped John's position with Danny's position, then it could be one of those how it started, how it ended memes. <laughs> Thunder, if I can end up like Danny, I'll be very happy. (laughs) 
I'll take that oh. all day. Oh dear, you know you don't want that. Jeez. <laughs> um, Phil Macker makes a good point. If we can't play to bang bang Young strengths, mm-hmm. should we just get rid and move on? Because it does seem more often than not that people have either got his number, they know what he's going to do, and they nullify his ability to do what he does best. Because his whole time when he was at Saint Etienne and Dortmund and mm-hmm. and uh, maybe no, I was looking at when he was playing for Monaco because one season he had two loans in France when he was at Milan. I think it was Monaco and it might have been Saint Etienne. Then they signed him. The, the, the whole time that he, he does it, he was either playing out wide like Henri used to do and cut in and do that, or or, or just getting the ball and then going at them. But yeah. the same sort of thing with um, Borussia Dortmund at the moment. People are moaning that Haaland makes the team a worse team, although he's um, banging in goals all over the place. He's very unwilling to do anything other than score goals. And if you don't give him the ball, he's not scoring goals. But luckily for Haaland, who is. Uh, a uh, living God, he is absolutely amazing. Did you see the that tweet I did yesterday of yes. uh, when he scored that wonder goal for people yeah. uh, who didn't see it? Um, I, I did a screen grab of a video that someone put on 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 the Twitters, and you can see Haaland going to do his sideways, his matrix goal, and then that's because there was no one at left back with him. Because where was the left back? He was marking their own centre back, and who was their left back? Kalasnic. And Christian Ghost, Ghost, what are you doing? Mustafi got man of the match in the last game, and then he, and he benches him for the next game against Dortmund, an experienced World Cup winner. What was that? Oh, well, mm, very strange. Um, yeah, I, I don't know whether you sell Aubameyang. I mean, you've given him a huge contract, so how anyone was ever going to come in to buy him, that's not going to happen. Um, I think he looked better at the moment he moved out to the left today. Part of that is also... we. By that point in the game, we've come into it more. Smith Rowe's come on as well. Um, and he was getting, you know, those gaps in behind to run in, like behind Cancelo and exploiting that. But honestly, I don't think it makes a huge difference if you start Lacazette up front today instead of Aubameyang. Maybe if we go long, Lacazette might hold it up a bit better. But, but there's uh, no one, neither of those two are going to scare anyone. Like David Keith here says, mm. gentlemen, uh, do you think Mikel is a bit slow in changing things around? Alba was not in the game. Odegaard was ineffective. And maybe Martinelli is not given any opportunities. And Elneny is limited. So like you were saying, John, that's the kind of, you know what, you know what Young and you know what Lacazette are going to do. Martinelli, I mean, he's seven games this season and no goals. Most of them have been sub games, but that's the kind of someone who's at, who's eager and hungry to show what he can do. He'll run out there and run circles around everyone, which is why El Nenny and which is why which is why Tyranny is so effective because he will just run and run all day. And you don't know whether he's going to cross, he's going to pass, yeah. and Saka. And then you chuck Martinelli into that as well. And Smith Rowe just looked tired, didn't he? But mm. you've got these players, but that that is one of the problems that I've seen from Arteta that he's unwilling to make changes. I mean, some of the stuff that he was doing, it was just too late. And then when he does do it, he's virtually doing the same thing. And like like people have said in the chat before, why didn't he swap Pepe and Saka over? Just try it for 10 minutes because then you get a whole new, because then you've got someone who, um, Saka, who doesn't need anybody to cover him at fullback. Saka does all the work on his own and he could have done that down the right-hand side. Yeah. Again, I think it is just trying to protect Tierney defensively. Um, But, the substitutions for me came too late today. Um, I'm not sure if they come earlier, we nick something, just because City looked so good, even at the back. I know we got in a couple of times, but the final ball wasn't there or there wasn't enough players up the pitch. I'm a bit confused as to what exactly was going on with Martinelli at the moment, why he isn't getting on. Um, I do think it's a bit strange. I hope it means that he's 
you know, the reason he didn't bring him on today was for saving him for Benfica. I'm like, I'm hopeful. I don't know if that is the case, but it's, um, it is a bit strange. I just think sometimes you have to throw caution to the wind and go for it. It's, um, and waiting till the 70th minute is a little bit arson uh, with the changes. I honestly thought there might be one at half time, whether it had been Erdegaard or El Elneny. Uh, but Arteta did say before the game, there were some players after Benfica who couldn't even train because they were just absolutely knackered. So they couldn't even train in the, I think we stayed in, where did we play again? Italy. Uh, yes, yeah, so I think we stayed in Rome and did a training session there and then flew back the next day. So I don't know. we'll see. Yeah, I'm just reading some of the comments that the people put in there. Listen, um, talking about the substitutions, did you know about this green card substitution? Yes, the, the concussion club. Yes. Good idea. It's, Do you want to tell them how it works? Yeah, so um, so there is a new thing they're trialling. Uh, only came in like, I think it was two or three games ago. If a player is assessed to have had a concussion or suspected concussion, you can use a thing called a concussion substitute. Um, so you essentially get another substitution. The weird thing is, which is slightly odd to me, is that if a team gets a concussion substitution, like we did today, then the opposition team also gets an extra substitute, but it is not a concussion substitute. It's it's really weird because, to me, what that says is if you injure a player... And maybe it's just a yellow card, but the person's gone down and they've fallen awkwardly or whatever and, and got a head injury from it. That player who caused the injury might get a yellow card. Your player goes off, you bring someone else on, you've got the extra substitute, great. But the opposition team also then gets an extra substitute, even though they're the one who've caused you having to use one, which is a little bit strange. But it, it's a new trial thing that they're, they're all trying to work out and and see if it does work. But you'll notice it. the um, the fourth official have different colour cards but the Man City coaches looked really confused when he came up to him and he gave him a card and they were like, well, what's this for? It's like, oh, you've got another, another substitute you can make now. And they just looked completely lost. Even the Arsenal coaches looked a bit confused by it all. I, I think it's a good thing mm. because I, I think it's one of those things where if a, not just cu- concussions, maybe it will go further. If someone gets their leg broken or something in a game and you've used three subs, why should you be punished for something that a player is done to one of your players and then you have to play the game with, with 10 men, you know, or something like that, or risk a player who's got a concussion to stay on the pitch. So you still got 11. Um, so I think the, the basic premise of it is good, but it all needs some tweaking to, to see how it goes for the future. Yeah. I think the only thing that is surprising for me about you there, before the game, the, the manager gets given three white cards for normal subs and two green for concussion ones. But I, I would have thought the the green ones that only come into play if you've used all your white ones. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm not sure why that is. I suppose mm. it's. I suppose if you've only made two subs, a player gets a concussion, and then you use your last substitution. If you then want to make another sub, you can't. It it will be confusing because they'd go, "We've well, made three substitutions." You go, "Well, no, one of the players has been concussed, so it's a way to track it um, from your like regular substitutes." Yes, but it's good to see they're doing it. So we were the first person, the first team to ever use the green card sub. And also we were the first people to use sub number four and sub number five in a Premier League game. Because when the football came back, it was uh, Man City Arsenal. And uh, we brought on three subs all at the same time. And I did Mm -hmm. have them 
have the uh, oh here we go I had the game here so we brought on in the 67th minute we brought on uh, Maitland Niles Nelson and Lacazette and so those all three all three came on at the 67th minute so I had to go back and watch those and see which order they came on and I, I wrote it down and forgot what it was so there you go that's two uh, future pub quiz questions which if you write this down now people they will never get asked yeah. um, right just add chemical X has said uh, is it worth trying two up front up top Alba and Lacazette it can work if we get party back in the middle, still play a four at the back though. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, that, that could work. I'm not against it. Um, I think Saka and Smith Rowe are smart enough to play from out wide to do that, um, uh, to link up the play. I mean, the issue is when you play sort of a four, four, two, that your fullbacks aren't as effective. Um, it's harder to get them forward. Uh, sort of in the traditional sense. And you need two, you realistically need two midfielders who can run box to box all game. Um, I love Xhaka, but I don't think he can do that. Partey, definitely, but I'm not I'm not sure that Xhaka could, uh, could cope with that sort of system. Yeah, then we'd have to, so that would mean you take probably whoever's in the 10 and then play that as the striker. And neither Aubameyang nor Lacazette are going to be that good at dropping deep and getting the ball because they're both going to be playing as strikers. I'd like it. I mean, my favourite is just a standard 4-4-2. Everyone knows how that works. Mm. You, have, you have a couple of uh, wide midfielders, big man, little man up front, and then bing, bang, bong, there you go. But who would you put with Partey? I suppose it's going to have to be, because Partey can do all that midfield stuff, but then you're mm. going to have to have someone who is going to go and get the ball and give it to the two strikers. Yeah, and then you move out, and then the sort of person you move out is the lose out is the um, the Sabios kind of role where there's a little bit of everything. Yeah, so um, I suppose Sabios would lose out, and then we'd play Odegaard there, and then you'd have to hope that Party never gets injured because uh, yeah, we need two players to do the job that he does. There's yeah. there, there's um, a couple of bits in the game. Um, the bit that made me laugh more than anything else, it's really, it's really stupid. Uh, they could have gone 2-0 up. I think it was Jao Cancelo got into the box and we threw a couple of players. And I actually saw people on Twitter and the commentators going, oh, that's a terrible miss. When he's gone to hit the ball with his right foot on the outside of it to try and curl it in, and it only just went past the post. Oh, was that after the holding foul and yeah, injury? Yeah. Am I, the, am I the only sort of person watching it going... That's really difficult to do. It's not a bad yeah. miss at all. It's a really good effort. <laughs> I was so and his confused. Knee was probably hurting. Yeah. He just whacked um, <laughs> holding in the head. So if people didn't see the game, they aren't on the right on the right wing. Holding comes out to tackle him, and then as he jumps over holding, his right knee hits holding in his right temple, and then it gives the ball to his teammate. Then he carries on running into the box, and then his teammate gives the ball to him, and then he he, he avoids what it's like the Matrix again. Two or three tackles, and as he's falling, he manages to hook the ball with his left foot, nearly put it in the top bins uh, as people people who, who know about football say and you see that in slow motion you go is he actually defying gravity there to be he's on one leg and still manages to kick with the other leg yeah it's, oh, it's, it's a very strange game but i mean in terms of incidents actually in the game there wasn't a lot in it it was it was <laughs> really, really i mean it really was like city dominate for 30 minutes we did better second half we started better again didn't really create um couple of little bright spots from Saka. Then the game got a bit sloppy and then everyone just went, oh, it's the last 20 minutes. Let's sit here, have the ball. We'll make some effort and look like we're trying, but we'll take one nil. It's fine. 
Um, so yeah, it's it's a weird game because there's not a lot to talk about. Like there was some good football in it, but it's not. It weren't the greatest game in the world to watch. Um, I'm sure Pep and the City players will be very happy with getting the result and getting another clean sheet. And Arteta will hopefully just take it as like, come on, lads, move on. We were knackered from Benfica. Let's concentrate on that Europa League and um, yeah, get on with it. There's Dean in the chat, Everton fan. He probably hasn't stopped dancing since they uh, they, they beat Liverpool yesterday. Oh, isn't Liverpool fantastic? Four home defeats in a row. It's wonderful, isn't it? And they all want Klopp out as well. It's amazing. Are they and saying that? Yeah, they all want him gone. They hate him now. They can't stand him. Wins the, Europe, wins the European Cup and their first league title for God knows how long. Ah, uh, oh, Klopp's lost it. He's useless. He's a one-trick pony manager and they want rid of him. And There's Spurs lost as well. See, look, if, if you're miserable about the Arsenal game, just look at the Tottenham score. It is oh. fine. And look at what Mourinho's saying. I think he said today, what was it? Um, there's something wrong with this squad and I, as a coach, cannot fix it. Just, he's, 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 he's full on. I'm getting sacked. I'm getting my big payout. Where's the next job for me? He's at it already. It's great. It's um, so good. We've got some of your questions that John's been putting in in our box. Uh, Julian Salmon says, uh, do you think if Arteta doesn't win a trophy and doesn't qualify for Europe, is his job under threat? Ooh. Uh, well, the only trophy he's got is the Europa League. Um, so if he wins that, he's in the Champions League. Uh, can we... I think we can still finish in a European spot in the league. We could still win the league. We could still be runners-up at this, right? Uh, no, it's, it's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? Um, so we've got Tottenham. What we got? Tottenham, Villa, Everton, Liverpool, all above us. Well, Liverpool are apparently in free fall. Um, Jordan Henderson's gone down injured as well. So their injury list is getting more and more ridiculous. Uh, I think we could still finish in a European spot in the league. Like I know today's not great and it's a crap result and no one enjoyed the game. Europa League, I think, might be a little bit too far for us. What I would say is my guess would be that the club will have seen the state the squad was in, the players that him and Eddie would have to shift on, like Ozil, Kalasinic, you know, all the others that they were trying to trim out and they'd give him next season, even if he didn't win the Europa League or, or get European football. I think they would give him one more year. But the difference is if he doesn't get European football, win the Europa League, the financial situation is going to be very different. So what they might say to him is, Mikel, like, it's not necessarily up to Mikel, but he'll say, like, if you want players, then you need to tell Edu that you're going to have to sell Lacazette, get some money, Guendouzi, Torreya. You know, there's a lot of players. There's some players out of contracts and stuff. Get those wages down, then we can free some money up for you to go and buy people that you want. Um, but, yeah, we'll restrict us again in the market. But, no, I think they'd give him another season. And to be honest, I would as well. Look, it's not been amazing this this season. It's been shit, to be perfectly honest. Um, but I've seen progress. I think so. I can't remember who it was now. Apologies. Someone in the chat said what he saw today was a totally different mentality. Arsenal teams of the past couple of years, if they went one goal down in the first two minutes, they would have just collapsed and fall to bits. Remember when we did it with Bayern Munich? We did it in the league under Emery so many times. We just fall to bits and lose three, four nil. Um, yeah, it took us a little while to get going, but we picked things up. I thought we improved as the game went on. I think defensively, we've been much better this season. Um, again, today was an aberration for that goal. But set pieces, we've been better, at least defending them, not putting them in the box. Jesus Christ. Whoever the whoever the attacking set, peach co- set piece coach is, j- get rid of him. Je- just sack him now. 
honestly. Danny could do it better with a little Sabutio table in front of him and tell players what to do. All you got to do is kick the ball so it doesn't hit the first man at the post. Just get past him. Very simple. Um, yeah, so I think there's improvements there. Players have improved under him. You look how much better Xhaka is now under Arteta. I know he goes through these spells where he improves, but I, I do think the fact he's getting more information from Arteta in a much, obviously, more clear and concise way than he did under Emery, he's playing better. Tierney's come in, done great. Gabriel, I think, has been a really good signing. I think Holding's improved a lot under Arteta. I think he looks like one of our best defenders. Um, I do think we have an issue at right back considering Hector's form. And I think, you know, Cedric's okay, but he's not amazing. Um, there's still a lot of questions for the squad and what he's going to sort out. So I'd still give him another year. Yeah. Not really in the, the financial situation to get a new manager in and get all their new players in because we'd just be in that same position for the next three years of all these people who the, the new manager doesn't want. So uh, mm. sometimes you just got to look at it and go, well, at times we were right today, but I did get the feeling that if we would have scored a goal, Man City would have gone, right, you little shits, you're having it now. And then it'd be in a 5-1. Yeah. I think, uh, Pep was quite happy just to let it be 1-0. And there was never any real threat of us scoring. And they did all that about it. They only brought on one sub. And that's because mm. they thought green card sub might as well, see what's going on. And yeah, so like you were saying earlier, people like Foden, on the bench and and uh, De Bruyne, Aguero, yeah, Aguero, yeah, it's ridiculous. You can't compete with that. It's it's just totally different level another level. Do you know anybody who refers to Smith Rowe as the Croydon De Bruyne? Because I don't. Um, I don't refer to him as that. I know no. some people have on Twitter. I personally always call him Death Row Records because of the Choosy Club podcast. Um, but there you go. Yeah. Mm. Um. So. Jesus, was that all just on Julian Salmon's question, wasn't it? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have got another one in here from uh, uh, Phil Macker says, do you yeah. think it will be next season before we see the best of Party Boy? Uh, yeah, probably. Um, if, if he comes back, which, I mean, he's supposed to come back, I'm sure he'll still put in some good performances. But once he's had a proper like pre-season with the, with the team and everything, I, I think you'll see the best of him. He's a great player. I've got no worries about him at all. He's just yeah. coming in at a weird time. Who's he play for? It's uh, one of the African teams, isn't it? Uh, Ivory it, Coast? Is it it's Ivory Coast or is it Ghana? I'm not sure. Oh, Ghana. It's Ghana. It's Ghana, yeah. And what are they doing? Have you anyone got any idea what they are they doing about their um, African Cup of Nations? Because we've moved, we're going to have a Euros this summer and then we're having a World Cup next summer. And so that's two. In- Remember what happened to Sanchez when he was playing Confederates mm. Cup, blah, 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 the Copa America World Cup. He was it wasn't getting a summer off. Yeah. So I just hope that they aren't playing one this summer because if they are, then they're going to want him to go and play there because he's um, he's probably one of their best players. Mm. Yeah, uh, it'll be be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, also, Jesus. oh god, have we got Sabutio? No. Uh, I don't have Sabutio anymore, but I did years ago. Yeah, I used to love a bit of Sabutio. When I was at my mum and dad's, and when when I was about fifteen, I got the the the, the pitch thing. My dad got a massive bit of wood, Sam plastered it to the wood or glued it to the wood, and it sat behind my bedroom door for about five years. Never got used. <laughs> I had the teams, had the Arsenal one. I think I had the bruised banana, had the red one. It's just. No, because you play it, you go whack it and everything goes off. You just think, well, what's the point in this? We'll just mm. put kick off on the Amiga and get on with it. Life's yeah. a lot simpler. That uh, is Ghana. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, we've got a question from Karen Russell. What happened to uh, Alba? He scored a hat-trick. You think he's full of confidence, but where is that confidence? I think you've got to look at the players that are playing around him because when you've got two non-creative midfielders in El Nini and, and Xhaka, my cat's having a... She's killing everything. She can have the chair over. She's got her, her catnip stuff out. Um, yeah, so it would, you can't... You can't do score the goals and stuff if you're not being fed the the, the balls because, like we said, everyone in the chat is saying, on any gets it, it's going backwards. Jackie yeah. gets it, it's going sideways or backwards. There was nobody in there other than um, uh, Odegaard, who, like you mm. were saying, he looked a little bit like, oh god, these are good. I wasn't expecting yeah. this, but he's not going to get this every week. And we're, I mean, Man City is so good. They've lost one in thirty-four, and they've now won eighteen in a row. We lost one nil to the best team in the world. Well done. Yeah. It's, yeah, they're so it, good they don't even need a striker. That's how good they are. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not bothered about it at all. I think we've seen, you were listing some of the things we've seen. Leno made a couple of really good saves. Tyranny is back. Saka looked fantastic. Um, no, she just, why'd you put that underneath me for you, big minge? <laughs> Did we catch to shove the mouse underneath me? Oh, no. If anyone's wondering, Danny's talking to his cat, not someone else. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, they're, they're 10 points clear in the league and they look like they're just going to cruise it, honestly. They're, they're miles ahead of everyone. So, um, disappointing we didn't get started for the first 30 minutes. I know some people wanted to see a slightly different lineup and maybe El Nenny not play and maybe Lacazette instead of Aubameyang or Cedric instead of Bellerin or Smith-Rowe instead of Erdegaard and stuff. But you've got to think about the other games you've got. Ben, the Benfica game is huge. That's, yeah. If we lose that, Might as well just pack us, up. As, us as fans, we're like, oh, well, great. We've got nothing really to watch for the rest of the season. But just think of you as a player. If you're an Arsenal player, you, you're you going to be realistic enough and look at the league and go, right, we're going to try and win as many games as we can, get as high up the league. You're getting weird results every week. People are taking points from everywhere. You might get up into one of the European spots. Great. But everything's on that Benfica game. So that, that's what they're concentrating on. Certainly, I'm not seeing if we're safe from relegation yet. We are. <laughs> we're four. We're twelve points ahead of relegation. Three six not three six nine twelve. That's four games. Mm-hmm. It's fine. So, we're two two wins, Danny. We hit the forty point mark. We're safe. <laughs> hey. Liverpool. If there's any Liverpool fans watching, I know you lost, but you are on forty points. So you're not going to get relegated. So that's okay. Uh, you, yeah. You've got to take the positives from it. Tottenham, however, are only on 36, so they can still go down. <laughs> they uh, Hopefully, fingers crossed, that would be hilarious. Oh. But then if, if you were, it's more, looking back at this, it is more important that we rest players against Man City and get mm. through against Benfica than it is. If we were beating Man City, what difference would that made in the league? We would have gone above Spurs, that's about it. Maybe got, we would have mm. gone above Villa. But then if we would have done that, and then beat City, and then we go to the Benfica game where all of our best players are tired or got an injury or something like that. Because there was a, you can't do that because then you've got so many games. To do. Then we'll have 14 games of the season to go, or 13 for us. And we might as well just say, well, we're safe from relegation. Everyone going holiday. We're going to go and play Balogun and Martinelli up front. Yeah. But that, that's, that's another thing that's been bugging me with the, the Balogun thing. He wasn't even playing for the under-23s at the weekend. And now it looks like he might have a problem with uh, Martinelli. And uh, he's got a problem with, with uh, Reese Nelson as well. It's just so many of these young, amazing players that you're just thinking, what are they doing? 
the thing is, you, you don't know it. you don't know what's going on behind the scenes is, is mm. the thing like none of us do like i've heard rumors about balogun asking for or his agent at least asking for him to be on like 100 grand a week on a new contract and all stuff that's like you've never played you, you can't i mean whether that's true or not even if he's demanding 60 you can't give someone 60 grand a week People are, as Arsenal fans, all we've done is complain about giving players huge, huge contracts when they're not worthy of them. And you can't do it to an unproven player. Like, if we lose him, we lose him. It's disappointing. But it, it happens to every club. If he really wants to stay, then he'll stick with it. If he's going to start kicking off and stuff, then as far as I'm concerned, I'm with Arteta and you drop him and you don't even play him in the under, you know, under 23s or whatever. You say, no, you're not getting any game time at all if you're going to be like that. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll Charles, see what happens. Charles Watts was saying on his YouTube channel that um, Reese Nelson was offered a loan. He didn't want to take it. His management said it's not a good loan move for you. Mm. Well, they, it, again, there's the thing. If you're told we've got a loan <coughs> for you, it means the club doesn't see you playing many minutes. So yeah. then you take the loan to go and improve yourself as a player. If you're not going to take it, you, you know, he, you... Um, you're doing your career no favors so um but we do we do we got two more questions and then we'll wrap up because this was honestly miserable to watch um danny uh Arjit Jair, again i've probably said that wrong Jacka oh, yeah. uh, was very good today would he oh, no. be your man of the match no no mine would have been um probably leno for us but for yeah. them i don't know who it would be for them um Probably Sterling because he was very, very good. But for us, I'd have given it to Leno because he stopped us conceding at least two more goals. Um, Tierney was Tierney was good, and uh, Saka was good, but their end result was nothing. Didn't really yeah. get anything. So you got to look at the give the man of the match to the person who made the difference in the game, um, goals wise. So who would you give it to? Uh, I think if you're looking for man of the match for us, for me, it's between Saka and Xhaka. I think they were probably our best two players on the day. Um, and then if you're looking at Man City, well, oh, fuck it, I don't know. Um, that Diaz looks ridiculous. Their centre-back, Jesus Christ, how good is he? Well, I'll um, give it to Fernandinho over 7-7, seven, seven, Sterling 7-7, seven, seven, yeah. Mahrez 7-6. Seven, and for Arsenal, the highest was Holding with a 7-2. And the yeah. lowest was uh, Aubameyang with a 5-8 and Bellerin with a 5-9. See, if if you could erase the bit where Holding didn't know where Sterling had gone, because I can only presume that because he's so much taller than him, he couldn't see him below him. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm using that as an excuse. If you ignored that moment of the game, Holding was really good after we conceded. I actually thought he played very, very well today. Um, but yeah, I, look, nothing great from that game. You have to move on, suck it up and... Hopefully we do the business in, I was about to say, in Benfica. It's not. It's our home game in Greece because we're playing at home in Greece. What fucking, what fucking moron, honestly. <laughs> Just, I, 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 I'm not even going to. Battle Poland, according to oh, the commentators. Just, you, yeah, we're going to play our home game. You can go to Greece or Poland. <laughs> like, honestly. Uh, all right, cool. We'll play it on Mars. How's that a home game? <laughs> Fucking away goals as well. Seriously, just I hate UEFA. Absolute morons. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into that now. I'll go it off on one or two hours. All yeah. exactly. most people know that they're just they're just they're answerable to nobody, so they do what the hell they want. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so I think that's it for today because there weren't a lot of great things to talk about. It was a bit disappointing, but kind of expected, and at least we didn't get hammered. Yeah. That's about it, really. But yeah. Forza Inter, top of the league. If we somehow magically get a load of money for someone, sign Lukaku. Doesn't matter about Aubameyang, Lacazette, then just get Lukaku in. We'll be fine. Absolute monster. He is. He has got everything. He's got skills, pace. He's good in the air. You're not gonna. You're not gonna mess with him because he'll come in and f you and f you misses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> As Latan found out. Yeah. Zlatan Zlatan didn't look very happy today when he got subbed off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if Latan can be 38 and scoring a goal a game there, then no wonder he's doing so well there because. Yeah, defensive-wise, Italy used to be the best league, and now not so much. When you've mm. got Buffon even plays games and he's 42, yeah. 41. Madness. It's ridiculous. Right, everyone. Uh, thank you all very much uh, for watching. We will be back on Tuesday. Now, it was going to be FK, but FK is moving, and he forgot to tell me, so he's not on. Um, actually, I've got my list of uh, people's names here for the shows. Um, here we go. It is oh, Dan Potts. And Femi and me. Well, if I can get away of not being on, I will. I'll get one of these lot to do it and I'll just press the buttons. Uh, I keep, I've asked the Mike Feinberg. I've given him a list of four shows and he hasn't picked any of them because he's a tit. And so if you know Mike Feinberg, go and tell him and call him a tit and say, you had your chance to come on, sort your life out. Uh, John, you've now done three shows in about a week. So I expect <laughs> you to be out with an Achilles for at least two months. Go full carpenter. We won't yeah. forget who you are. Probably more than likely you come back and I'll have a big afro or something like that. Yeah, that'll uh, be it. And you're on Twitch yourself now, aren't you? Do you want to tell the wonderful listeners where you are? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not. I, I did a little test stream last night uh, playing some games. Um, uh, what's my Twitch? The Fozzy Beard. F O Z Z Y Beard. Uh, yeah, so the Fozzy Beard. Um, if I do stream anything, I'll tweet about it. I've got a week off work, so I might do some streams and play some games i'm crap at everything so don't expect high level gameplay but if you want to come in and talk about arsenal or music or films or whatever come join um but more importantly if you are watching live hit the like button uh, hit the subscribe button click the bell icon it will tell you when we go live if you watch it on twitch thank you very much don't forget to hit the follow if you've got amazon prime then you can use it to subscribe to us on twitch it doesn't cost you any money, and we get a whole two pound fifty out of it, which is lovely. Uh, thank you to everyone who's listening on iTunes. Keep giving us reviews; we like reading them, even the bad ones. They're actually more interesting than the nice ones normally. Um, and thank you for everyone who watches on Facebook as well, because I always forget to mention Facebook. Yes, I'm yeah. just going to go and put in our our own. Here we go. Someone has asked for your Twitch link, so there you go. I've just put it in the yeah. Twitch people, so. Yeah, um, that's it now. Oh, and the other cat's now off on one, getting their catnip stuff. It's gone, gone mad here, John. I don't know how I can cope. <laughs> right. Oh, Mr. Waffles ends the show with, with Wacka Wacka. There we go. Enough. Right, we'll see you on Tuesday. Well, I'll be back. I'll do a preview show. No, actually, I won't. Thursday's no, the game. So that's Tuesday. Preview Wednesday. Always oh, a lone watch tomorrow. See how we got on. See if any of our players have done any good. Right. Until then, see you later, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, John. Ta-ra. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog.